Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Luke and the Pete Show. It is a Monday. I do hope you are keeping well. I'm the Pete Donaldson from North of the Wall. Uh, for the uh, do they call them groundlings or wildlings? Wildlings in, in Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah, Wild, wildlings. But I don't. I don't think you Wild are really. Wildlings. I right? really. I really love you. I want to know for sure. Did they ever do that? Did they yeah. want to do a parody of that? Sounds tedious, and that's exactly what Game of Thrones fans would be. Would that have broken the fourth wall during the show if they just started doing that? <laughs> Wildlings, do 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 do. <laughs> I'm a heart sick. No, but done on a ukulele by a young hipster. <laughs> no, ukulele, yeah, no, but the ukulele's made of bones. Yes, and the, the guitar strings are made of. And ligaments. the bones are the uh, skeleton's money. Up money. here, bones yeah, equals yeah. money equals dollars. dollars. Yeah, half as much food as this. So you, I don't think you are a wildling. I think I think that you. So in Game of Thrones, I mean, you started this mm. dance, and so you know exactly what you get. Yeah. So okay. Um, I think you know north of the wall would have to be Scotland. Scotland. I think you'd be one of those. You'd be a northerner, right. but you wouldn't be quite that far north. You wouldn't be a wild. I'd, I'd be. I'd be the man on the wall. I'd be a part of the Night's Watch, wouldn't I? Um, just, just lads hanging yeah. out with lads, um, talking about lasses that they've slept with. Yeah, pretty. It's, I mean, it's not, it's <laughs> not unlike you, the North, really. You would, you would, you would be completely unsurprised to know that people listening to this show who have seen Game of Thrones, which I know you mm. haven't, you do actually look like one of the characters at the wall, Dolores Ed. You look really like him, so it would work. Who's the, is that the uh, is that the bloke with the big forehead and the long nose? Yeah, yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. He's, he's, he's a right giggle. Does yeah. he? Does not he? All bad. Uh, it could be worse for you. I, I shan't uh, get into um, whether he uh, is deceased or, or he retains his uh, head uh, or whatever. Yeah. I can't really remember, to be honest. It's been a long time since Game of Thrones ended. And it ended with a bit of a, a bit of a fart uh, by everyone's a uh, markings. A whimper, yeah. Nobody really liked that. There's a season, lot of... No, there's a lot of videos doing the rounds of um, the stars on the red carpet, try, obviously turning up at events and functions to promote the uh, the final season. Yeah. And in retrospect, not looking very enthusiastic. <laughs> oh, I love and it. I spoke to someone um, when I was over in the US, when we, you and I were in the US late last year. Mm. And uh, I met a friend of mine for lunch who's... Um, I'm not going to say well-connected because that makes me sound like a twat, but like he is, he's, he's in that game. And I said to him, why was the final season so bad? And his exact words were, because they're both fucking hacks. 
<laughs> the people, about the two writers. The two writers, yeah. right? Okay. Oh, yeah. fair dues. Well, yeah. did they did they write the whole thing? I can't remember now. Well, the, the, I think the, I think the insinuation, Pete, was that they converted the books for television, and then when they ran out of books, they did no, no. What to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wasn't didn't uh, the writer George R. R. Martin say that you could? Uh, I think you could like hurt him if he doesn't finish it by 2020. Like you could hurt him, and obviously he didn't finish it by 2020. So I think you're legally you're illegal to um, attack him with a crossbow or uh, shears. I don't think that's got any legal basis. I don't I think, think you. I don't think you. Said, I don't think it's a criminal defence to say in the court he said I could hurt him. Yeah, uh, well, wasn't that the cannibals' uh, defence? Uh, a man who wanted to be eaten in Germany uh, about 10 years ago. Um, this guy gave uh, the bloke carte blanche to. That, um, yeah. To, to eat him and the defence was the, the guy wa- the guy wanted to be eaten um, I'm going to say chop off his penis which I think I'm is what I'm fairly happened. certain that yeah that's I mean look that, that's that's good eating isn't it if you if you if you know that kind of caper um, that's uh, that's a nice that's a nice uh, sausage isn't it <laughs> is it if you're into I'm kinky sure stuff if you're into kinky stuff and you want to eat something you're not going to start with like the fingers are you oh, actually, actually fingers are quite kinky aren't they so I think what's the least quite- kinkiest part of your, of your body art is Probably your ears. No, they're, the feet, they're quite kinky fe- too. Feet, fingers, fingers all bone, isn't it? Yeah, Probably. yeah. You're not getting much eating out of that. It's like a chicken claw. No. Um, yeah, no, not, not much. Fun. I think, I think generally, I think I'm, as far as I'm, I'm aware, which isn't very far, but in these kind of situations, survival situations, isn't the general consensus that it's a thigh or a forearm? Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're the meatiest part, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Not in my case. I've got very spindly legs. <laughs> Big fat I'm, I'm, body, skin, spindly legs. There's a guy. There's a guy I know who uh, is on Instagram, uh, and he. I saw a picture of him over the weekend, and genuinely, like the way the picture had been taken, it was taken from like a low angle. His legs look like some absolutely magnificent legs. I'm not. I'm sure he's got fantastic legs, but I was just like, wow, you've got some big, lovely legs. Name <laughs> and, and shame. Name and shame. I'm name not name sh- and shame. I'm not naming and shaming people with big legs. They All should right. be rewarded, if anything. <laughs> they should be equal. They should, they be, should equal. be equal. Pete, what have you been up to the weekend? What's been going on? Oh, I got a li- little bit drunk. I got a little bit drunk in a pub, uh, which was fun. I just, um, I was with um, uh, a person, like some people I'd not really, I didn't really know, uh, and, and this guy. Um, Were you invited? Was re- was re- <laughs> yes, I was invited. But this guy was like absolutely sinking pints, and I was like, I didn't realize in it. I didn't realize I was in a drink off until quite late, and I was like. I'm not getting defeated. So I started piling back more Amstels than my body could carry. Um, so Sunday was very interesting, just rolling around bed going, why, why have I done this to myself? But it's it, it, it's a rare treat, obviously, this year uh, to be allowed in a pub, uh, to be allowed to sink loads of Amstels and eat macaroni cheese with crab on it. Um, so it was it was a lovely weekend, really. It was it was nice. It was a bit, bit miserable weather-wise, so sort of stayed indoors. Watched a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I've seen Dirty John has got a second season. Yeah, someone was recommending that to me yesterday, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't bothered with it it's yet. It's very good. Christian Slater and, uh, oh, I can't remember her name now, but she's very good. Um, and, uh, yeah, Christian Slater and her, and it's quite good. Uh, and it's, you know, similar sort of story, a problematic kind of uh, person pushed to the, pushed to the edge of, their, of, 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 of sanity, effectively, thanks to a partner. Um, but I just like the fact that they've gone with the title <laughs> Dirty John. Uh, Dirty John, colon, Betty. Rather than Dirty Bay. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just call it something else. I mean, yeah, that's but, really convoluted. But it's a brand, though, isn't it? Dirty John was obviously very popular on Netflix, and and and, and this person, uh, it's, a, it's based on a true story, like the Dirty John documentary. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, docufiction. Whatever you that call Dirty it, John, that Dirty John podcast series, the original one, was so good. Yeah, because um, I don't want to spoil it for people, and I'll, and I'll try not to. He's but really. The dirty. ending was actually very satisfying. Yeah, it's very rare that you get in a situation where you have a um, a, a TV show that actually resolves itself quite well. Especially when it's based on, on in on real life, because I've watched a lot of like true crime docos and listened to a lot of true crime documentaries uh, recently, and by gum, it's never satisfying. There's never any twists in the tale. They, they, yeah. they just they just they just have a finite amount of resources and they just spread it out over three or four hours needlessly, absolutely needlessly, in my opinion. Yeah, and I find some of the podcast series they don't know where they're going with the story. Yeah. So it, it it can it can turn out any kind of way, and if you think about the the you know the old gold standard, the old serial thing, mm. it, didn't, it doesn't really have a conclusion, which I no. can imagine some people find it quite unsatisfying. But Dirty John has a really really satisfying conclusion, yeah. which is why it kind of sticks in my memory as one of the better ones I've I've listened to. So it, it kind of depends what you're after, but it's it's a it's a magnificently put together piece of work anyway. It's just it, mm. it had a nice conclusion. So I haven't bothered with the TV version of it, nor have I seen anything to do with the second season so i wouldn't be able to comment on that yeah i think um it's very good i'm on the last episode and i'm very excited to finish it off although it is very depressing just relentlessly inevitable and depressing just the way that you know men and women conduct themselves later in life uh just it just kind of screeches to a Is that a dig at me <laughs> i've just noticed you're wearing a lot of shorts trying to impress you with your big legs um later, my legs are tiny of... Tiny little legs. I'm wearing, big, I'm wearing lots of shorts because it's been 35 degrees. It has been I think that's reasonable. Ridiculous. It has been ridiculous, to be fair. I'm not like I'm, one of those dads who gets to a certain age and just wears shorts every day, no matter what the weather is. I, the, I used to have... Uh, my uh, One of my first girlfriends had uh, a um, slightly racist dad, um, and he <laughs> was a mechanic, and he would just wear... And I'm not kidding you, um, jean short shorts every single fucking day. It is yeah. and was... Magnificent. <laughs> Everyone knows someone who wears shorts every day, no matter what the weather. Yeah, that's so correct. Yeah, it kind of just—it's just a thing. But speaking of you getting drunk at the weekend, the reason I know you were drunk at the weekend is because on the football ramble WhatsApp group, mm. I woke up to a load of messages between you and Vish, who were both obviously drunk separately, and the messages went on to like two, three, four in the morning, and yeah. they were absolute nonsense. <laughs> Total nonsense. In Vish the cold so- light of day, even you must realise they were nonsense. I think that I think I think people are. Um, although you know, people from the, um, from the Foot Ramble kind of uh, like Marvel Universe kind of um, uh, people who listen sort of they they they, they draw assumptions of places that they shouldn't really because you know they think that me and Jim hate each other and stuff. And oh yeah, I wonder we'll- why that is. <laughs> And uh, and I think there's a there's a definite kind of bromance brewing between me and Vish because I've noticed Vish got a bit like we're quite similar in some ways. I sort of go, he's a not little we naughty both boy. Experts. We both love our cricket. Oh, the 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 the, 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 the IPL is that a thing? IPA, IPA. Yeah, the IPL. I love the IPA, me. I love uh, love the one day test cricket. Um, the, the, yeah. the, the, the the super sevens is that a thing? Okay, stop now. You're just gonna put off a lot of listeners. <laughs> but um, yeah, I what can have tell. you and Bish got in common then? He's I, a naughty I, I little boy. What. He's a Pete, naughty I little can, boy. 
I know, listen, I know you well, so I know why you think that you've got a lot of calm with Vish. Mm. I'm not sure if the universe agrees. Right, okay. What do you mean? So you look at Vish and you go, he's quite ripped, he's quite funny, mm. he's got a lot of areas of, uh, of, he says of expertise. He, isn't, he says he isn't ripped. He's quite yeah. cool. Yeah, he's got a, 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 a decent job. Um, he's, for <laughs> ridiculous reasons, um, anchored his boat to this shit show. And, um, and, 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 and I'm obviously, everyone's very happy to have him. But I, I, yeah, he clearly makes bad decisions in his life. So there's <laughs> another one. Do you, know, do you know when you did, yeah, that's true. Do you know when you did the worst ever insult, the wounding of me more than anything else, where you looked at a really handsome Swedish guy, we were in the same room as once, and said, that's what you think you look like. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think Vish is what you think you are like yeah yeah no yeah vish is very well he can explain stuff uh he's intelligent he's funny <laughs> he's erudite he um he, he he's very kind of like uh, witty and very kind of like he delivers his material uh, in a relaxed fashion but if i've got a joke i scream it i fucking scream it on the ramble um and so yeah, yeah and so so obviously you yeah i do look at vish normally. i do <laughs> i do look at vish and go vish is the guy i want to be i've there's there's, there's it's a bit of a bronze act. I, I he's brilliant. Um, so yeah, uh, there's 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 that as well. Where do how do we get onto this? Yeah, me and Vish were pissed on Saturday. Uh, entertaining <laughs> the troops, entertaining the troops separately. Uh, he's made that very clear. Um, entertaining the troops on the WhatsApp group um, about the Chinese. The best Chinese restaurants in uh, Soho. Um, he's, he, he sounds like he's he, he knows his stuff, so he's passed that test for me. Um, but yeah, and then we moved on to other kinds of subjects. He did a little Photoshop of Tom Cruise, which was fun. And uh, yeah, we we all had a bloody good time until I woke up the next day at half past eleven, going, uh, "That was all right." <laughs> that's not what. That's not even in my top one hundred bad uh, WhatsApp exchanges on a public forum. Oh, I didn't say it was bad. It was just like I said, it was just nonsense. <laughs> it was just, it was just. Like, I've got to get through this to get a little red bubble that says eighty-four off yeah. my WhatsApp icon on my phone. Yeah, uh, and there was not, there wasn't much in there for me to be honest. But, <laughs> but I, I do encourage the uh, the blossoming bromance between you both. Um, I, I think it's very, very uh, encouraging. We shall hey, can defeat I, can you. I change the, we shall defeat you. Can I change the list. subject complete, completely? Yeah, yeah. You, or you, you almost certainly will. Let me change the subject completely because you know a week ago. We talked about that um, the flight that my mate took, where um, he um, it was an Australian pilot, and it sounded mm. really two bit. Remember that story? Yes. Well, co- coincidentally, I found a story um, this weekend uh, based in Australia, uh, and it's actually a really interesting story. But the reason I'm bringing it to the table is is because the quotes are, are, are just on on that theme of just being really Australianly funny. Mm. Um, so. A, a guy uh, off Port Macquarie on the east coast of Australia uh, was able to jump off his surfboard onto the top of a great white shark that was attacking his wife. Right. Repeatedly punched it in the head and said, let go of his wife and um, was able to save her life, right? It's an amazing wow. story. I mean, imagine that. It's like, a video crazy. Again. Yeah, it's crazy. And so <laughs> what happened was she... she he got her to shore. She had really bad injuries to her right leg, but she's going to be, I think, based on what I've read, she's going to be absolutely fine. But wow. she's had some serious injuries. But he's basically saved her life, right? And um, it's an incredible thing. And <laughs> He's going to win every my... argument. He's going to win every argument in the household yeah. from there on in. You didn't put yeah, the bins exactly. out. I fucking punched a fucking shark. Yeah, she'll be like, I've lost my leg. You've got to do it. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, but the reason I brought it to the table is because there's a there's an organisation called Surf Lifesaving New South Wales, mm. um, which obviously are invited to comment on these kind of things. And the chief executive is a guy, a guy called Stephen Pearce. So you think, right, okay, so he's a chief executive of a big organisation, an important mm. organisation that's being yeah. asked to be to speak to the BBC, right? His quote is as follows, <laughs> okay? Right, this is his quote. And I'm going to do it in an Australian accent, and I make no apologies for that. Do it. The fella paddled over, jumped off his board onto the shark and hit it. He then got her back to the beach. It was pretty full on. Really heroic. <laughs> pretty full on. I'd love to see yeah. his, his definition of anything stronger than that. He literally punched a shark to stop him eating his wife. Amazing. What was it like? Life. What was it like, Chief? Pretty Chief Executive of the Life Saving <laughs> Pretty full on. It was pretty full on. <laughs> it, it certainly uh, tipped the TPS, TPS uh, needle. No, wait. T, 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 totally full on. Pretty full on. PFS. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what, fantastic. Whatever. Amazing. And um, it, it, just go, it just further adds weight to my theory, and it is a long-held theory, that you never find someone who's just a little bit Australian. They're always... A hundred percent Australian. Maybe, yeah, but like uh, Australian stars always uh, flop flop over Hollywood away um, with a fully formed American accent. I mean, I mean, as in they do really well, as in they they, they flop like a like a like a beach. But that's shark. not what flop means, though, is it? That's not no, what I say they means. flop that's over. Opposite, you didn't, you know, I said I didn't say they flopped. I said they flopped over. Very, very different. Like they they land with um, weight and uh, sand displacement. They flop. Uh, into Hollywood with a fully formed, um, fully formed, yeah, yeah, like a bit, like a like a baby flopping onto a, a mat, and a, that's how I was delivered. Um, yeah, just uh, <laughs> just just with a, with a perfect American accent. Um, speaking of planes, actually, um, as we I want to do occasionally on the show, uh, check out Tech Morn's new. Uh, uh, episode um, that dropped over the weekend. He's done two two episodes of uh, from a Boeing seven five seven plane, which I believe was retired back in twenty ten. Uh, the playout system for the music when you go into the um, onto the plane um, still on magnetic tape. I mean, these obviously, if a system's still working, it doesn't need to be what? replaced. It doesn't need to go digital. But the, the, these kind of like tape playout systems will probably be still in use in, in a lot of places around the world. It's just kind of like you know, if it's still working, why, why, why defeat it? Sometimes you like sort of, you'll hear a, uh, you'll hear like a, if you ring like a like a telephone service, uh, like a like a bank or something, you'll hear like uh, obviously telephone music. That's usually on tape. Doesn't need to be on in any other way nowadays, even in 2020. But yeah, on on, on a plane, uh, it's this big module that he takes out with its own playout system, and it it's got its own voltage that's like really weird, it's like 53 DC voltage or something. And uh, yeah, these, these tapes just go round and round, and they're they're on multi track, so. These tips can be selected um, to play out like uh, warnings in like Japanese or Chinese or or Greek or French. You know, we're gonna we're about to land on water, and hearing them are just it's, it's like hearing the um, the Peter Donaldson. Um uh, the, the the announcer, radio four announcer, doing the end of the world speech, just kind of like we're about to, um, oh, yeah. we're we're going to be landing on water soon. Um, when the pilot says brace, uh, do the following. It's, it's very calm, but there's a there's a chilliness to it because obviously. You know, you're about to land on water, and almost nobody survives that. Yeah, it's, and and the, the interesting thing about it as well is that, um, yeah, these are, these are, I mean, I just looked up the seven five seven. It was started to be built in the late seventies, right? And apparently, mm. they're still in service. So, yeah. um, it's. I mean, I understand that you don't want to be like continually updating every single plane in your fleet because of technology, but it does make you feel a little bit queasy that you might be flying on a plane that's like 
you know, 45 years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess um, you just, you just, I, I just, I would like a plane to be regularly x-rayed. I don't think they probably do that, uh, just to check for for cracks. Um, yeah. And also... It's not ideal. Yeah, but I mean, the engines won't be old, so you, you, you never know. Well, do you reckon it's... they replace the engines really every every like every so often? Well, I, I guess so. I mean, they must be they must be a, 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 a finite life. I know they remove them and, and mess about with them loads. Um, I, well, I don't I, mess about with them. That's the last thing I want them. you to be doing. Thrown, thrown, <laughs> the, the people who, so, for the frozen people, chickens in there. The people who work, uh, the people who work on those uh, Rolls Rolls Royce engines that says that the, the worst noise in their life. Is the sound of like a nut being dropped into a, a turbine? Because obviously it's such a oh, complex bet, engine. Yeah. Just... Yeah. But imagine, Pete, yeah. if you were waiting to go on the plane and uh, there's a lot of kids around, and the pilot came into the little waiting area by the gate and said, "Everyone, I'm the pilot. Um, get the kids over. If you've got kids, yeah, they're bored first with um, with your kids. Yeah, and the kids go over, and as they walk in, he goes, "Who wants?" to throw a frozen chicken in the engine and he put like a big <laughs> box of frozen chicken. Yeah. Would, would that, would that, that would probably be pretty cool, but you don't really want to see it being done before you take off. It'd be worse if it was like organ transplants that they got. Okay, we said, spoke about this before, contraband. Who wants to throw um, 15 kilos of uh, cocaine into the engine? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Also, imagine, imagine. Also, imagine the I've not been doing one. cocaine. <laughs> imagine the frozen chicken ones where, um, where the pilot has to explain the bird strike in the inquiry afterwards. And what, in your opinion, was the source of the bird strike, uh, first officer? Um, Findus. Uh, probably Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, ima- but imagine if someone accidentally dropped. Because remember, we had Pilot Neil on the show once, and he told us that he had, I think it was Pilot Neil, one of our pilot listeners was transporting a load of cocaine from one country to another. Yeah. Imagine if they just dusted that into the air conditioning bit by accident. Oh, can you imagine? Just everybody. It was. Um, didn't that what they did in the Foo Fighters video, Learn to Fly? Um, Everyone just talking really loudly about their own career. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Don't have a go, yeah. mate. Um, right, no. uh, we're going to take a short hand break. Uh, we'll be back uh, with uh, some emails. <laughs> what you have written. Thank you very much. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 
And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Hope you enjoyed that little advertorial sojourn. I use the word sojourn way too much, Luke. I'm so sorry. I've let you down. A little again. departure from the uh, from the old routine. A couple of ads chucked in there. Yeah. Um, we know you probably find them annoying, but don't skip them because it keeps us uh, with roofs over our heads, and that yes. is important because if we haven't got a roof over our head, we can't make the show. Mm. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com is the email address to get in touch. Many of you have done so this week. I'm going to start with an email from a chap called Bryce. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and he says, Hi, Luke and Pete. Been listening to you all on the Ramble for years and have recently started listening to the Luke and Pete show. I listened to the August 3rd episode where you talk about the movie Aliens. Um, it was the same night my wife and I decided to watch it for the first time by complete coincidence. So I listened to the episode just after watching the film itself and your talk of 80s version future technology was spot on. Case in point, when they uh, enter the colonists' uh, space station, Bill Paxton, who plays Hudson, the Marine in the movie, connects his personal computer to the door via some cables. you think they would have figured out why there's technology by this point, but it seems not. Keep up the good work, Bryce. Interesting, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, we've been through this before. I've not watched a lot of science fiction movies, and I've not watched a lot of uh, of that. But I, I kind of agree with him on that one. Yeah, like, look, while while this technology is is something that wasn't really foreseen, presumably, no. uh, at this point. But the, the other thing is that. Um, I wonder if that's a more production type problem to be solved by the director and the producer, because if in the eighties, even if they knew about wireless technology, even if they got a consultant for the film and said, right, what are the, what's going to happen in like a mm. thousand years time. Yeah. And like these futurist guys who are out there who do exist. I, I, had a, I actually had a lecture once by a futurist at a job a I had <laughs> about the, yeah, he had a big white lab coat on there with <laughs> writing all over it. No, uh, but at a job I had, and it was talking about the future of uh, entertainment and media right. and TV and stuff. Anyway, my point was just going to be they probably could have had those consultants on that movie, but you've got to think about the practicalities of the audience watching. If Bill Paxton's character just pulls out a box, presses a button, the doors open, no one's going to know what's happened there. Yeah, exactly. No, no one really, no one's going to make that connection because they haven't got the um, the the technology education to know. So they, in some cases, they have to make things really deliberate so people who are watching the film know what's going on. Surely, mm. unless unless he's pointing it at the door like a like a like a, a zapper, like a, like a remote control, I guess. A zapper. A zapper. It's what, what the people called them in the seventies. Little zap zap. Um, <laughs> little zaps, zap. little zaps, zaps. Um, got, but but yeah, I, I completely agree. You have to ha- you have to have a little one foot in 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 the present, otherwise it just looks a little bit too bizarre. And if no one's explaining mm. anything, you, you've got to do. A, if you do something that's completely revolutionary that it doesn't exist yet, you're gonna have to spend half the time um, giving the exposition for the for the piece of technology that you're using, which isn't you know. I, I'm, I've got no doubt in my mind that every sci-fi um, show is so. I think it's just talking about like quantum computing and you know wireless. I mean, wireless power will be the next thing. I mean, there's the there's a. Um, I've seen this system. I was a couple of years ago now. Like it sits in your ceiling, and you put your phone down on a anywhere in the in the room, and it just fires power at it. And it, it but it does it by like running a camera on 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 the actual room itself and figuring out where your phone is, and only firing the radiation towards the um towards the the phone itself. It's got to have a little adapter and stuff on the phone. But yeah, it, it fires this kind of. Um, Can I just say I'm not interested? <laughs> well, if you, if you, I'm not putting something in the ceiling of my house it's going to randomly fire radiation at stuff yeah but as soon as you get close to it it turns off so if you if you if you cover it with your hand or whatever it it, it stops 
um, it stops firing out the radiation because it knows that it shouldn't be doing that. But there are plenty of horror stories from back in the day uh, where chefs would be cooking their meals um, and be standing next to a misfiring um, uh, uh, microwave, microwave and, and having their insides yeah. cooked. The old apocryphal tales on that particular account. Um Got an email from Hassan. Hi, Luke and Pete. A long time listener, first time email. I feel, I feel I have something to contribute following in from your conversations about PE teachers and other jobs. In high school, our PE teacher, Mr Matadar, was a Premier League referee. Well, a linesman. It was great because he was an Indian referee huh. and coming from a school that had a high proportion of South Asian students, it was a big deal. Um, there was someone who we knew sharing the field with world-class players. He was a hero. Each week, we would eagerly anticipate which match he would be refereeing and watch the match of the day to get a glimpse of him. This is so wholesome, Hassan. Thank, yeah. thank you very much. Until one game, Chelsea versus Liverpool back in 2004. The infamous stamp by, by Bosingua on Benayoun was missed by the linesman, our PE teacher. That then became the whole talk of the school and in an excuse to make uh, uh, comments and laugh at our PE teacher. But looking uh, back now, I really feel for him. Unfortunately, he was then demoted to the lower leagues and I think he retired pretty soon after. He was the centre of attention for the good and the bad, but wow, did he miss that. Uh, I have attached, attached the clip if you don't remember, but we all remember that. Uh, keep the good work, you're most defiantly uh, or de- definitely... Uh, keeping me saying uh, Hassan uh, mate that was a, a, a wonderfully wholesome email and I just love that kind of thing more of that please well it, end, it ended it ended well it ended in tragedy so um, did it not... oh yeah I guess so but you know every 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 person has to have an arc I suppose story wise aren't they <laughs> yeah that, it sounds a bit like a superhero or super villain origin story mm. um, but Pete what I would say is that, you know, to get to that level as an official in the world's most popular sport, you have to be pretty good. So he definitely deserves some credit. Exactly. Exactly. Completely agree. Mm. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the email address. We've probably got time for just one more email. What mm. about this one from Simon, who says, Hi, Luke and Pete. Luke's story about how he didn't mute during a meeting, that is for people who haven't heard last week's shows. Little I treat. talked about scre- screaming about a delicious lickable treat mm. uh, in a meeting when I thought I was on mute. He said, Simon says it reminds him of something that happened to him a while ago. Uh, and he says, I can't believe I've never written to you about it before, as it seems like a rich vein. I work in London, but I live about an hour north, and I often commute by car rather than the train. As we have a large US office, I often find myself doing voice meetings from my car on the commute home. One day I was on a such, such a call trying to negotiate the north circular during rush hour, I'd been trying to get into the left-hand lane to take my exit, but there was a van there for some reason who kept matching my speed so I couldn't get over. As my exit was approaching, I was getting annoyed, and I shouted out in my car, give me some fucking space to get over, you little fucker. <laughs> that is un- a moment uh, of welcome. silence followed <laughs> before someone said, Simon, you're not on mute. <laughs> um, this meeting was a daily sync up with representatives from about 20 groups and departments and we were doing a large integration which meant everyone went back to their groups and told the story <laughs> luckily for me everyone thought it was funny cheers lads simon it says at the end of his um email currently unemployed uh so it doesn't really it doesn't really killed a man in a van uh, that's hilarious. Very enjoyable. Because like, could it could it have been worse? It probably could have been worse. Well, if it was like a non-integration uh, situation, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I mean, but I mean, the word the words he used to me don't seem that bad. No, it's obvious I think what it's, he was trying to no. do. No, yeah, yeah. If he, yeah, if he'd said anything, if he'd been relentlessly aggressive and used sexual or or or, or, yeah. or even worse language, I think. Uh, I mean, 
fuck is pretty. What's sexual, worse I guess. than sexual language, Pete? Um, top top. Uh, what do you what do you call it? Top shelf badinage. Top shelf badinage. I th- I think the worst scenario would be like something that made it clear that you were interested in like another job or that you hated your current job. Yeah, that'd be yeah. the worst thing. Well, you you find that a lot. Um, I, I guess I can sort of tell uh, sort of the story now. It, there used to be a shared drive um, on the Absolute Radio uh, drive uh, on, on the drives where all the presenters put all of their files and interviews and stuff. A lot of DJs not really thinking that anybody else can see their files, just put in you know demos for other radio stations. <laughs> Oh really? Like, and some did of these people. Go been, I bet you used to go through them. Of course, dirty I boy, bloody you? did. Of course, I bloody did. I was having yeah. a lovely listen to people's six music demos. Outrageous behaviour. Love it. Very enjoyable. Anyone successful? No, not as yet. Still, still on the station. <laughs> <laughs> they've not been there oh. for that. They've not, they've not been there for that long. Bless them. They were already, oh. you know, seeking a way out. But look, the, thing, the stories you could tell, you could lift a lid, couldn't you? I could. I could blow. Um, London radio wide open. You could you could, with you could blow tails. one day part of specifically absolute radio <laughs> wide open if you wanted to. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 enjoyable. All, um, right. all right, let's get out of here. Yeah, we're back on Thursday uh, for another episode Ooh. of this. Get your emails in. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. We'll join you again later in the week. Hope you have a lovely start to your week. We'll be here to punctuate the end of it. It's goodbye from Pete. It's goodbye from me as well. And we'll see you next time. Ta-ta. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.